This is the Huntington Tri-State Time Machine, brought to you by Realty Exchange, the top-performing real estate company in the Huntington, West Virginia, Tri-State area. Each week, your host, W.G. Bunch, and his guests share memories and stories about the past, the present, and the future of the Huntington, Tri-State area. That's Huntington, West Virginia, Ashland, Kentucky, and the Chesapeake and Proctorville, Ohio areas. If you used to live here, or you currently live here, you're going to catch yourself saying out loud, wow, I remember that. Now, here's WG. Hey, 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 what's happening? Once again, here we are. And yes, there you are. Welcome to the Huntington Tri-State Time Machine. I'm your host, W.G. Bunch. I'm here with a uh, a fan favorite guest today, Mr. Al Kendall. Al, say hello to the audience. Hey, audience, and hey, W.G. It's good to see everybody. I mean, I haven't, or hear everybody, or everybody to hear me. It's been a while. Okay, okay. Alex, if you're seeing things, just let me know. <laughs> I forgot to tell you exactly what was in the brownie. Um, I have to say this one thing about Alex. The only thing about Alex is I listen to every one of the episodes just once, believe it or not. I'm not that narcissistic. Just once when they go out. Alex is the only guest that I can think of that when I listen to it, I'm like, damn it. He sounds better than I do. (laughs) I'm like way up in a high register. And so... Today on uh, Huntington Torres State Time Machine, I'm going to also speak in a very rich voice. That's a great idea, WG. See, (laughs) oh, it's like a Freaky Friday thing. All right. Anyway, welcome, Um, and thanks to uh, Realty Exchange, our our uh, sponsor today for all of your real estate needs. Realty Exchange, Huntington Tri-State area, as well as Florida, as well. Realty-EX.com. We're actually broadcasting out of the Realty Exchange Studios today. Very exciting. So, all right. We're not doing video today. We did a, it depends on when you listen to this, but we recently did an announcement. We are, the YouTube channel is probably going to be launched today or in the next 24 to 48 hours, again, depending on when you listen to this. So there's not going to be any video today. I know that Alex, I've been trying to get back on the show for a long time. And he said, no, 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 no. Then when he heard that there was going to be video, he contacted me and said, well, I think I could probably come on and do a show. <laughs> the first thing he said when he came in was, uh, so where are the cameras? I said, well, we're not going to do video today. This is your exit. Cause yeah, so, I don't, okay, see you. Are you sure? Sorry. Yeah, I'm, do, I, do I look like I'm ready for video? <laughs> I got to get a haircut. I, 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 I yeah, I, I'm gonna have to get ready for video. This is, I mean, I, I, I look like a, I look like a hillbilly Leif Garrett with this yeah. long, stupid hair. I was actually gonna say that. I didn't want to. It was. Feeling. I mean, yeah. the original plan was to go for a, like a Bradley Cooper in the Hangover mm-hmm. look. The hair can get close. The face is always going to be completely <laughs> op- yeah there's that's that's not i'm 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 much i'm much more alice cooper than bradley cooper so <laughs> video yeah i'm gonna have to go under the knife um all right well, let's what are we talking about today we are talking about growing up 
in the Huntington Tri-State area and going to concerts, to the big performances, these recording artists, bands, ice capades, anything that they Sesame went to. Street Live. Sesame Street Live, God bless it. Was there ever an electric company live? Uh, that would have been awesome. Hey, you guys, and here they come out on the skates. Um, Live Morgan Freeman. <laughs> Easy reader, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Um, I've had kind of a ticky morning anyway, so I've, I need to blow off some steam, oh, right. and I am I'm all about that. I gotta, I gotta get off my chest some pet peeves of just the overall concert experience that drive me crazy. Whether you're seeing something at the Mountain Health Arena or you're seeing something in, um, you know, Yankee Stadium or whatever. Um, okay. I'm, and I'm just real quick. I can't take people who stand up when you should be sitting and people who sit when you should be standing. <laughs> right. Everybody is sitting down for a certain concert and you've got three or four people who insist on standing up. Yeah. Or everybody is standing up, but you've got two or three people <laughs> sitting down. I feel like I need to go over to those people and tell them, get with the program. Um, I also don't like these carbon copy pavilions. Thank goodness sometimes the artist will get on stage and say, you know, all right, Columbus, or, you know, because yeah. all those places look the same, and I forget where I am. And I don't really like the way a lot of them are made. They've got giant, like, posts, like, in, like I mean, obstructed view. I mean, if it says that, you know, when you're buying tickets, which probably came as a result of a lawsuit. But, <laughs> but yeah, I hate that. And those, like, four fans that are, like, uh, a hundred feet above the crowd, moving at a very slow rotation. I'm like, what? The, what are the, I don't know what they're doing. Um, You're talking about mechanical devices, not yeah, not, yeah, not, people who like the band. Okay, yeah. I was really confused. For yes. a second. I was like, you just fly around while you're at the show. Yeah, those are the VIP VIP seats. Okay. Um, also, the the bands themselves went up and looked. My favorite band is very guilty of some of these things. He may have invented them. Mm-hmm. When a band comes on and says, y'all want to hear something old? Y'all want to hear something classic? How about if we play some classic, whatever the name of the yeah. band? Well, you, what you're yes. Play. <laughs> I mean, sure. I have a feeling we don't really get to vote. Yeah, right. <laughs> I would love to go. I'd love to go to a symphony orchestra and have the Maestro turn around and go, y'all ready for some old Beethoven? <laughs> no, we want the new stuff. Um, also, also, these artists that come out at a certain point where they're trying too hard by wearing some sort of jersey or shirt or hat with a local, local tie yeah, right, type of right, thing. Right. where <gasps> And then Keith Urban it's, came it's, out with a Marshall jersey on. So Keith like, Urban doesn't know nothing about no Marshall University. Somebody backstage went, Keith, you know, the, the crowd's going to love it. What's Marshall? Doesn't matter. Just get out there and play, boy. It's like that's like Ted Knight on Too Close for Comfort. Yes, wearing the college sweatshirts. I'm like, come on. It's the only way you could get ratings. And then the, the artists that have in their concerts, in my opinion, um, effects that don't match. I mean, uh, Ariana Grande with flamethrowers. <laughs> what, 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 what is she? What, what that doesn't. 
Barry Manilow with a laser show. Right. I'm like this. Why don't I don't understand? And at the end of shows, so many people do it now. Yes, there's a very famous band that I really like. They kind of started it, but now everybody does it. These confetti storms. Right. <laughs> I'm sure the venues love that. The, the best thing to do is at the end, when all the confetti's coming down, and people are going, oh, oh my gosh, it's like it's snowing in here. D- you want to entertain yourself. Look over at the sides, like, you know, uh, around the crowd, and look at the custodians. <laughs> <laughs> look at the look on their face going, uh, I don't know who the hell they think is going to clean that up. It's not going to be me. Um, nuh-uh. I, mean, I wonder how, I wonder if people do quit. Or do they have vacuums for that? They've got to have a mixture or some kind of machine. They probably can use the Zamboni. There must be a setting on that. Oh, that's a, oh, never, yeah, never, never thought. <laughs> and then the other thing is when, when groups at some point go, oh, y'all have been great. Is it okay if we come back and see you again? <laughs> I love to just start yelling, no, this is enough. Wait, no, let us talk about it and we'll get to you. Then finally, like, if you ever go to a concert with me and you whip out your phone and start videoing, either you're moving or I'm moving. Go to YouTube the next day. And, and now, if there's a thing where it's like, oh, okay, I'll, I'm going to video one song just to post on my social media, and everybody go, oh, wow, or that's a, a great show. It's a 30-second snippet of it or something like that's that. That's fine. Right. but these Don't watch the show through your phone. Exactly. I'm like, oh, my gosh, you are, oh, you're driving me crazy. Um, oh, and, well, and then the other thing, <laughs> these people, when I love it when you go up to your seats and there's someone in your seat. Right. And so you have to do the thing of you look at your ticket. Yeah, make sure you know what you're doing. Yeah, and you go, um, I think you're in my seat. And then they go, uh, oh, is is this not row CC? I'm like, <laughs> uh, no, this is row three. <laughs> you would be back. Yeah. You, it's going to go yeah. uh, rows one through 20. Mm-hmm. Then it'll start with A. And you are then after Z, A, A, B, B, C. <laughs> that's you. I'm here. Right. Oh, okay. We got we 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 got mixed up, and then all these lazy bands that we're what we're gonna do is we're gonna smush five songs into a ten minute medley of our heads. Mm-hmm. That'll give us more time to play crappy songs from our new album that nobody <laughs> cares about and suck. Right. All right. You feel better now. I do feel better now, and now. <laughs> Let us continue. The, the, the negativity is now out. Ah, this house is clean. So, all right. Um, we're talking about those. Really, one of the big differences is how you get tickets back then and today. Such a different experience. And um, I know Alex has got great stories. I'll be able to pitch in a few, but... Really, the the big the big places from back in the day were the Huntington Civic Center, Charleston Civic Center, and Paramount Art Center, which actually back in the day had a lull, and just over the past couple decades has really made a strong comeback. And now today we have the Clay Center, and we've got some other some other venues as well. Now, Alex, the the famous Orange Civic Center has gone through three name changes. 
Right. Can you name them? They it started as the Huntington Civic Center and then went to the Huntington Civic Arena. Yes, you're right. And then the Big Sandy Superstore <laughs> Arena. Yes. <laughs> and now and now the Mountain Health or Mountain State Health or See this is the problem. Yep. Okay, this is a problem. It's, I can't I can't keep up with the names. It's the Mountain Health Arena, right. which I'm not a big fan of because it sounds like an arena for sick people. Right, right. Because right. if you say well, it wrong... I, thought, I didn't understand why I couldn't just buy furniture all the time. It's, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's another good point. But when it's if you say it wrong, it's like, well, what is that big building to people who haven't been here? And they say, oh, that's the Mountain Health Arena. Right. You have an arena for health? Yeah, what, right. what, yeah, is, no, no, no. is it the world's biggest I, gym? I don't have a problem with sponsors. Uh I just wish they would keep the Once again, today's episode is sponsored by Realty Exchange. For all of your real estate needs, If they wanted to take it over, they could call it the Realty Exchange Huntington Civic Arena or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Put your name in front of it, but still call it the Civic Arena so I know what you're talking about or where you're talking about, whatever it might be. I mean, Madison Square Garden, I mean, is it still Madison Square Garden or is it the, you know, the Chuck E. Cheese Garden now? Or I don't know. So let's start with... What what were the first couple concerts you attended? And were they at the Huntington Civic Center? Well, my very first concert uh, was in Fayetteville when I was living down in Oak Hill. It was Charlie McCoy, who was kind of the Paul Schaefer of Hee Haw. He was the band director and, uh, and also played with Dylan and Elvis and all those people. Anyway, but Charlie McCoy is from Oak Hill. And he was opening for the Statler Brothers. Now, I do remember the Statler yeah. Brothers. I don't remember and Charlie And I was four and apparently fell asleep. So I don't think we're <laughs> going to count that one, all right? No, no. All right, all right. So uh, the first uh, big concert was the Beach Boys at the Huntington Civic Center. Now, wait, the, uh, great. the Statler Brothers are... That, Elvira is the Oakwood Ridge right, Boys. Right, right, What's Statler Brothers? What uh, is their... Flowers on the Wall, something like that. They didn't have any top 40 hits, I don't think. I mean, maybe... Well, that, that probably hit the top 40. That was like 69. Oak Ridge Boys had a couple of crossovers. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Weren't Bob they, weren't they kind of... I'm not going to say rivals, but kind of at the same time, same... I mean, yeah, they were, you know, like four vocal guys, I think, or whatever. You know I mean? I think they had a similar layout or whatever. And so. Alabama was next, but they were they a were, band. Yeah, they were. Okay, they were. Okay. And honestly, an interesting uh, thing about that, I don't, I don't have the stats here, but... Um, Alabama used to play Huntington all the time because they knew that they could sell it out. And they would start their tours here, I believe, because uh, a girl lived on my street used to go every time they were in town. I remember, I remember hearing Alabama coming into yeah. town all the time. I think they, they played Camden Park and they played like some outdoor stuff. But anyway, so your first concert, okay, besides yeah. Joey so then, McCoy then or whatever. We had the Beach Boys in 1981. Um, Where was that? At the Huntington Civic Center. Oh, okay. Center. I didn't yeah. know that. Uh, Brian Wilson was still there, sort of. I mean, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> In body. Yeah. Um, from what I hear, I mean, I was 10, so I don't remember that well, but I have read the review. I went to, back in the Herald Dispatch and read the review from the show, and it was not flattering. You, you didn't party with him? Said, no, no, no. Okay. Um, and then, but that, again, the, both of those were family outings, really. Mm. And so my first rock show by choice was Rick Springfield, Greg Ken, Huntington Civic Center, 1982. Okay. That oh so 
wow, they're bo- oh, that's those are the Jeopardy Jesse's girl days. Yeah, yeah. Well, he had just come out with uh, "Don't Talk to Strangers" at that point. Was so he still he was on General on the next Hospital bit album? Uh, maybe some bit role, or like some little appearances, probably still. How, why do I? Why do I remember him? Is don't get me started on General is, Hospital. That's not what this is about. I know, I but is totally, it, we can do a podcast. Oh, is, on. It, was Noah Drake his name? <laughs> yes, absolutely. How do Dr. I Noah freaking Drake? know that? I, God, I can't remember the password for my damn ATM, but I remember. Okay, let's move on. Now, I don't think I've ever camped out for tickets. I've never camped out for tickets. I've gone early, but I've never camped out for for tickets. Um, I've also never, I've never won tickets on... Like you know right. those radio shows and yeah. stuff. I and all, I, I don't all the think connections you, you have. You know. I didn't. Well, I, I don't think I, I really tried. And I don't. And I have to say up front. I'm gonna have to. I'll have to lean on on your local stories because. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I left in '87 and I went to quite a few shows here. Well, when I say quite a few, less than ten, and then left high school. The bulk of my stuff was in Houston. Right. So, the Huntington Civic Center. Charleston Civic Center. I got a couple things, but but you were the one that this this is yeah. this is your well, lifeblood. I've actually I got a couple of ticket stories too. But uh, another great uh, camping out story was Kiss and Ted Nugent, which you know Kiss they didn't have the makeup anymore. They, they, Did people really camp out for that here? Oh yeah, yeah. Did they really? Yeah. Nice. And we got there early, so we were right in front of the the building. <gasps> we didn't have to camp around the side, but but anyway, but no. It, in it, Houston, they were like, "Are they still together?" Right, right. right. Well, I didn't really yeah. care, but I wanted to go hang out with my friends. All right, and, let's not all right, rewind, and we'll edit out the part where he just said, "I don't really care." Right, <laughs> go ahead. Well, no, I'm just saying I didn't go to get tickets. I went to just to to hang out with my friends. And, um, and so yeah, we spent the night on the sidewalk just because I had nothing better to do. I mean, you're 16. What, what else are you going to do? 17. Oh, God, I did anyway, that so many times. So, it had nothing to do with concert but, tickets. But when they started buying the tickets, the tickets were so good, I was like, holy crap, I can't believe I didn't bring any money. And so I think I'm pretty sure... Trace Ritter spotted me the money and uh, to get my ticket while I was there, and so we were like freaking right up front and, and everything like that. Now there there were reserved seats then. Yeah, those were reserved. I, I, see, I, 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 I'm not a I'm not a research guy. I'm yeah. sure everybody. Well, that can, was after the Who concert. So, yeah, yeah in now, Cincinnati. So I mean, because I I think there were some general admission yeah. shows after '82 or '83. I think. Yeah. Because I I know. I'd have to, I'd have to look, but I, I just I, would, I couldn't find the correlation of which shows were general mission and which weren't. They started when when they decided to start doing that again. Uh, they would put up a barrier so that the general admission only had a limited area. Oh, so and, the people from reserve seating and, can't get into the general admission. Yeah, or, or yeah, or vice versa, or whatever. I can't yeah. remember the exact exactly how that worked, but to try to keep uh, too many people from piling on each other or whatever, you know, have some kind of sense of order and everything. And I think that they still do that now where it's kind of like, you know, they have everything sectioned off. It's like, where's your ticket? Cause you can't be in this section, you know, that kind of a thing. Now, do you remember how much did you pay for your first, those, how much, how much was, uh... Joan Jett was $8. I still have like the ad from the paper and everything. I'm guessing Rick Springfield was maybe 15. Oh, really? Um, and I, 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 you know, I don't, don't get me off on the Joan Jett thing, but I mean, I don't understand, like nobody was there and it was, it was, I love rock and roll was literally still on the charts. Yes. It had been out for a year, but like, I don't understand why she couldn't, you know, sell 
more than 1,700 tickets in an 8,000-seat arena, you know? <laughs> I mean, was that her only, I mean, you know, I know I know. today she's known for other songs, but yeah. when yeah, I know she didn't have, she didn't have anything really big again until at 88. That, at that point, yeah. she was a one-hit wonder type of thing. Ish, yeah. Who that, was, that, that, and she had Crimson and Clover and, and Do You Want to Touch Me. I mean, those yeah. were all, you know. But they didn't play those on key. They weren't, they, yeah, they did. But oh, they, did they? they were in like the top 20 or 30, but not number one or whatever. She only had the one number one. But, uh, but anyway, but I, I was just, I was like, you know, you know, I thought that that was weird. Now it's kind of common knowledge. A lot of people know this and I, if you want more details, Google it, you can find it all over the place. But when the civic center opened in September 77, the first big major act that they had booked was Elvis Presley. He was number one. He had two nights reserved. They had the big Ribbon cutting, this place is open. Elvis is coming in September. Elvis dies in August, a month prior. So, huge tragedy. I think there might even be some movies about it, and documentaries if you look really tough. Um, not about the actual concert, but just about Elvis. Uh, how much do you think tickets were for Elvis? This is 1977. Uh, 10 Fifteen dollars, okay. which was the it sure. was the highest price that you could have for somebody. Probably, yeah, yeah. So they sell two nights worth of tickets. If you get on eBay and you find an unused Elvis Huntington, West Virginia, and they ticket, are they are out there. And how much do you think the average selling price for those are? At least a thousand. Sixty-five dollars. Oh really? That's, That's the average selling price. Now, when you get on eBay, if if it, it, when you get on eBay and you put in Elvis Huntington West Virginia ticket, you're going to get I don't know probably twenty or thirty listings. Here's what I want for this ticket, and I think I did it a, a couple days ago, and the most expensive was four hundred dollars. Somebody wanted. Now on the left hand column, you've got a bunch of. Uh, search criteria you can put in one of those is click sold listings and then it'll show you here's what people actually pay not what people are asking it's it's very much like the real estate business you can ask whatever you want for your property <laughs> your property's worth as much as someone is willing to pay that advice is given brought to you by, <laughs> by yes and, and yours truly um so yeah, you look at sold listings and the sold listings are $65, and so you know, so I was blown away. I thought it would be about 500. So, you know, it it, it, it and maybe it has something to do with we're kind of in an inflation period right now and and you know, it goes back I think a year to here's how much people are paying now. But anyway, I thought that was that's just a little sad note. Um okay. So Let's let's move on from, I mean, what do you think about the tickets today? I mean, do you like the process or it does it not matter? I mean, initially it was cool to be able to do it online because it wasn't like when you did it by phone and you were having to call over and over. It's just like winning on the radio or whatever, you know, you, you have to call and call and call and call and wait till you get through and then you're put on hold and whatever. But, uh, but you know, so the internet was a lot easier than that. However, uh, now it's just gotten to where, 
you know, I don't know if, it, if it's bots or just actual people who work for companies or whatever, will just get on there and buy up all the tickets so that they can turn around and resell the tickets, you know, and all that. That's, that's what's gone wrong. And so two problems with that. One is I can't just be a super fan and be the first one to call and get the best seats. You know, now I have to go to somebody else who is just in this for the business, pay them fees and everything to get better seats and all that stuff. Anyway, it's just, it's, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's annoying. Plus that all that does is drive up the prices because now the demand's up. I mean, they, you can sell out a show and nobody's bought a ticket yet. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, I mean, as far as like actual people who are going to attend. I yeah. think, I think the ticket buying process now is far superior than it was because I had too many bad experiences with tickets in the past that, but I like it now better because, uh, number one, everybody can buy their own ticket. And if you know, no one has to say, you get the ticket and I'll pay you back. Um, I also like the fact you can pick where you sit. That That's well, awesome. Yeah. Most, that, uh, most yeah. of the time. And, and that was the thing. I mean, you know, you could do that when you went up to the window at, and I guess you could do that anywhere. Like, uh, but they typically, record Mart, uh, but they typically said, here's the best available. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, they did have a map and, and, and you could, you could choose to pick it out or whatever. They probably just didn't want you to, but it, it takes it, up too much time. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it, the fact of you being online and saying, okay, I'm going to get this ticket and this ticket. Yeah. And then you text your friend, okay, here's my seat numbers. And then they click, okay, I'll take this one and this one right but, next to yeah. you and stuff. But, I mean, the yeah, so the software works. But the whole business situation just sucks. Yeah, but yeah. It's still, you know, um, still better to win tickets because at least then they're free. Well, yes, that's, 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 that's very <laughs> so true. I, I did win tickets at least twice in my life that I can recall. One was Sammy Hagar and Crocus in Charleston. Uh, 84 or something like that, 85. Um, and my buddy Ken Hawkins still brings that up. Like any, anytime uh, I run into him or, or come across him online or whatever, he's like, hey, you remember that time you won tickets to San Diego? Is that, the, did, is that the Red Rocker? It was. But, uh, and, uh, and he's very, I got to meet him and everything. He's very short, by the way. But we didn't chill or talk or anything. But, um, <laughs> but the, the other, the, the best ticket winning story, I think, was, um, I was working at the library at Marshall, going to school there, and they were registering people over at stationers. Uh, you know, so the radio station was over there. They're like, come down, you know, fill out the form, you know, drop it in the box, you know, win, get your chance to win some tickets. So I go over there, and I had a couple of friends who were working at the radio station, so I got to say hi to them. But there were people, like, sitting there with an entire pad of paper filling out Forum after forum after forum after forum after forum. Mm. Yeah, so there were stuff in it with like hundreds of these pieces of paper. I was on my lunch break, my 15-minute lunch break from the library. Mm -hmm. So I ran over, filled one out, said hi to my friends, and ran off, you know. Somehow I won with my one little slip of paper. Now It's like Willy Wonka. I don't know. Charlie, you've won the, t you've won the golden ticket. I don't know if my friends, you know, did anything shady. I don't know if that kind of thing occurs. Nobody told me that they did. That maybe was I'm, a sweet little story maybe, until you made it dark. Maybe I was just that lucky. Oh, yeah, yay. <laughs> before we end, um, we're going quick, to quick game before we wrap up. Um, let's do a short underrated, overrated game. This is for Alex. Alex, underrated or overrated in concerts in general? Lip syncing, it's okay or never. 
It is never okay unless you were to advertise beforehand that that's what you do. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, if it were no, like, I knew on American Bandstand they were going to lip sync. Mm-hmm. That's fine, you mm-hmm. know. But if I think I'm going to a concert, then obviously I think that they should be. And even, you know, even the guide tracks and everything like that, I'm sorry, you know, I just, you know, it's just, I mean, because you can tell when they're not really putting forth as much energy as they would have been if they were the only one singing, <laughs> you know, or whatever, you know, because sometimes they're kind of singing along with a little bit of a ghost track or whatever. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't dig it. Okay. Um, solos of any kind, <laughs> guitar, drum, bass, vocal. I almost always hate it unless it's done. If I can't dance to it, I don't want it to happen. <laughs> All right. I think if you can dance to it, no one wants it to happen. I'm just saying, but a drum solo me. is great and fine, but keep the beat, keep the rhythm going. Don't just be because, especially on a record, like you know. But I know we're not talking about records. But I'm like, ugh, drum solos are terrible. Right. Um, encores. Oh, as long as they're earned and and but and they're not and, earned. When was the last time you went to a concert and they didn't I've, have an encore? Well. That I can't tell you. It's never. Like, like they, they will literally, I've, this ha- just happened in, in Cincinnati or Columbus, wherever I was. Um, uh, they were like, okay, we're just not going to walk off stage. We're just going to do another song. Is that all right? This is the encore song. They'll, they'll just admit that they don't want to walk all there because they're like 70 now, you know? Well, Foo, and Foo Fighters have done that a couple times where yeah. they're like, look, we're not going to yeah. do the encore yeah. shtick. Do you want to hear more songs? Okay, yeah. great. We got more. And But... Yeah, I, but I, yeah, no, no. I, I mean, only if I mean it's. it's I understand you know, it gives them a breather, and it's like okay, this is three, the way, three or four minutes for us to take and, a break and, again, and get some. I don't know about current bands or or what the way that they do things, but Greg Ken did get called back out uh, for an encore in 1982. <laughs> you obviously don't know a lot about current bands if we're referencing right, Greg right, Ken, yeah, exactly. but go ahead. But I'm just saying, as the opening act, that just very rarely happened. At least back in the day, I don't know if that happens now, but the opening acts just never really got to do encores because the headliner was like, no, you're done. See yep. ya. But, but I thought it was cool of Rick to let Greg, because the crowd was going nuts for Greg. Yep. I love the Good fact stuff. that, you know, they always have in some documentary and that night we did seven encores. <laughs> like, okay. Okay. Yeah. Since we're talking about encores, yes. can I tell you a quick story? Very quick. Okay. Brian Setzer Orchestra, Cleveland, greatest show I've ever been to in my entire life. Opening acts were amazing. Really? Opening acts were amazing. Uh, Setzer was on point. You know, the band is just crack musicians. Like they are just the best. Who were the who, who were the opening bands? <sighs> Robert Bradley's Blackwater Surprise. Okay, never heard of them. Danced my butt off. I was worn out. I didn't think I'd make it through Brian because I'd had so much fun already. Um, and Swank Motel, who I think were like a local swing version of the B fifty twos or something, but they were fun. They okay, were, so yeah. so Setzer kills it and gets done. Comes back out for an encore. Uh, everybody loves it. Everybody wants more. He goes, wait, we're out of songs. I've got, you know, this big band and everything. We can't just, you know, pull out all these songs from back in the day. He's like, can we repeat a song? Everybody's like, heck yeah. So they redo, they do a brand new Cadillac a second time, which I played in like every band I was ever in. So I was like digging that. They leave the stage. This is something that's never happened in the history of rock and roll and probably will never happen again. The house lights come up. The house music comes up. Nobody leaves. People go and stand by the door, but they're not walking out. Finally, Setzer comes back out. He's like, 
we're out of songs. I, I don't know what to tell you. Like, you know, we're done, you know? And he's like, all right, fine. I'll tell you what. We'll do something off the new album. We haven't really worked it up yet, but we'll give it a shot if that's okay. Pull the house lights down. Pull the house music down. When has that ever happened? When the music comes up, you go home, right? Anyway, so they do, they pull out what was my favorite song on the new album, a song called Buzz Buzz. But anyway, so of all the songs, like first of all, this is unprecedented in my world. And of all the songs, he pulls out my favorite song on the new album, and that's the one that he does. Never been topped. Wow. He did that in Houston, too. Did he really? Yeah. With Cherry it was Pop- brilliant. Cherry Pop and Daddy's opened. That's a brilliant gimmick, then. I'm just kidding. I'm making oh, that up. I'm making that up. I just, you should that's almost as disappointing as, as, as when I won the tickets on the radio. You should have seen his eyes. He was like, he's, 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 guy. he's like, his pupils got real big and tears hurt. He was like, really? No, I, I, that's, that's not, that's, I, I don't remember that happening. I'm never going to be on the show again. No, you're fine. You're fine. Okay. Can uh, I come back? We'll see. Um, all right. Well, we're going to wrap everything up. Um, you know, the ticket buying experience. Uh, if you have stories you want to share, you've got, hey, we said something wrong or, hey, remember this one or whatever. Uh, probably the easiest thing to do is go to the Facebook page for Huntington Tri-State Time Machine or HTS Time Machine, and you can leave comments there. Uh, Alex, did you have a good time? I had a great time up until the end. I, do, I, I, was, I have more stories about concerts. Can we do another episode? We can probably do something. Yeah, we could probably do something on concerts. Okay. All right. All right. Hey, everybody. Thanks for, uh, thanks for tuning in. And it's the Huntington Tri-State Time Machine. Thanks, thanks to uh, Realty Exchange. And we are out of here. Thanks for listening to the Huntington Tri-State Time Machine, brought to you by Realty Exchange, the top performing real estate company in the Huntington, West Virginia, Tri-State area. If you have a memory you would want WG to talk more about, just send him an email at memories at htstimemachine.com or post a comment on the Time Machine Facebook group page. Did you like this episode? Be sure to share it with friends and family. You can find a link in the show notes that you can use to share it. And be sure to let Realty Exchange know that you like the podcast as well. Their contact information can be found in this episode's show notes.